Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Tea Drinkers. Uh, I'm Nick and I've got a Yorkshire tea, because uh, that's what we do here now, right? Everyone's drinking a cup of tea. I, th- I think three of us are. Oh, for- see? See? I, 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 I did it as a joke, but I knew that there was probably going to be an element of truth to it. And, and oh, for God's sake. Well, anyway, it's, honestly, it's Disney Parks and Beyond. There will be tea references, but, you know, we'll, we'll bypass those quickly. Um, on this episode, I'm joined by Mr. Craig Lucas. Good evening. Uh, we are joined by P. Dalsport Washington. Hello. And the Grandmaster himself, PD. Gin and Tionic. Got that. Uh, did, you like, did you like that new name that I accidentally came out with for no apparent reason? I did like that, yeah. <laughs> the Grandmaster PD. I don't know. I know, I was quite overwhelmed by, by that. I'm going to get a t shirt made. <laughs> yes. going to get some merch. Luke, if you're listening, get on the t-shirt page. Um, yeah. It's been very hot. This could be right. the second hottest podcast record we've ever done. Got that off top of you. Oh, mate. It's been like 30. It got to 34 today. Uh, Actually, no. It got to 32 today. got 34 yesterday. Just have an today. Oh, it's only 20 degrees up here. <sighs> Absolutely sweltering. Yeah, it's weird. It's sizzling down here. Yeah, you should, like that's that's the point of the north, isn't it? What past yeah. the Watford Gap weather? Whew, Fortunately, right I'm Scottish and I'm naturally adapted to hot and sunny weather. <laughs> yeah, Be- exactly. when you still had hair, Mister D, were you mm-hmm. and Ginger Scott? No, I wasn't. No, I was a, yeah. I was a Graham Soonest lookalike. Oh, mate. Dark oh. curly. Man, um, I cannot wait for those pictures to emerge. Oh yeah, I was. I was actually mistaken once for Graham Sooners. That's, oh. that's, that's another story. That's a long story. That one. Craig, how do you feel about that? I mean, I'm quite emotional actually because I love Graham Sooners. Yeah, that was back in the day do. when he was playing. Yeah, yeah. He shouts okay. It was a Scotland and Argentina match. That's the context. I'll tell you the story some other time. So uh, we should really start the podcast as uh, we always intend to and sometimes accomplish. And I'm going to make sure we do it tonight. So, Mr. D, what are you drinking? So it is gin and tonic, yes. That's the only tea that's in my drink is the tea for tonic. Boom, boom. Cheers. What, uh, and it's any lovely particular flavour cool. gin? Or? No, it's, um, it's just um, Green Oil's gin and just straight light tonic water nothing fancy no botanicals none of that stuff just a nice cool drink on a hot summer's evening get me a (laughs) bottle of stuff uh paul uh p does what you drinking uh i have got a loose leaf locally brewed tea called vitamin bomb Oh, well, you've had vitamin, you've had vitamin bomb before, stuff. haven't you? That's not a new one for you. Uh, we only bought it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but 
yeah. Yeah. I, I know we, we I think we've recorded when you've drunk it before. Yeah, possibly. One I've heard you mention. Yeah. Definitely. You need yeah. a man's cup of tea. Nice. Like what? What's a man's cup of tea? Yorkshire tea. I'm drinking a Yorkshire tea. And to to go with Yorkshire tea, I've got a Biscoff chocolate biscuit, which I've just overrated. That doesn't go with Yorkshire tea. No. It's oh, Italian. That should be a cappuccino or something like that. Mm. Well, it's not Italian. It's Belgium. Is and, it? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. In 1935, they come out. And then... God, that's I've, some best before date. Mm, I've got, in my other hand, uh, a Oreo biscuit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what biscuit you got? An, An Oreo. Oreo. Yes. Now, these come out... And I want to say mm, 1915, uh, Nabisco, uh, originally, New York-based, two brothers falling out. Right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. This is the wrong podcast. Gonna, no, no, yeah, right. I know what he's doing. Right. I know what he's doing. I know he, he's trying to get in, right, because, because today, as we recall this episode, I put out a preview of my new podcast, what Craig is trying to do is subsidize this episode of the podcast with his new podcast that he's launching. Go on, Craig. Go on. Biscuit go on. Appreciation Society. No, no. Um, I just can't decide whether to pick this or that biscuit. Oh, my God. I mean, Jesus Christ. You're scripting yourself now as well. So if there was a podcast where I needed to voice my um, concerns about these biscuits... I would go and look for the This or That podcast, which has just had the Chris Wars grand final on. And it was a weird experience today walking through Asda and walking through the crisp aisle and not having any vested interest in it. Heading for the biscuit aisle, obviously. I went to the biscuit aisle, and in Asda at the moment, other supermarkets are available. But... They haven't got Oreo biscuits at 50p a pack, people. Boom. Four flavours we got. So, yes, yeah, so if you like biscuits, you can listen to Craig's new podcast, This or That. I'm going to uh, press mute now and go and eat the remainder of my good because in because chocolate you, biscuits. You eating that biscuit was a bit stomach juicy. Um, right. So, I think... I think it may have been on this on this podcast on the last episode. I said I was going to try and drink tea again, so I went out and bought my Yorkshire tea. And last week I tried my Yorkshire tea, and I've had two cups of Yorkshire tea so far, and I'm still struggling to see what the big deal is. I think it might be because I haven't added sugar. I'm not sure. I'm going to play about with it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. So there is something there. Um, I've already had, I couldn't wait. I've already had an alcoholic drink already. Um, and I've had to, and then I had to take some painkillers. So I, unfortunately I can't drink any more booze. Turn Siri off. Um, I had my new favorite alcoholic drink. This is wonderful. Captain Morgan's Tiki. Oh yeah. Has anyone heard of Captain Morgan's Tiki? Not Captain Morgan's Tiki. I've heard of Captain Morgan. Right. So, we have tea keys on the railway. They are literally keys shaped like a T. I believe, I believe that this is a, a summer variation. 
so I think it might just be something you can buy over the summer period, but it's basically um, mango and pineapple flavored rum. Can't go wrong with that. And it is delightful. I had some, I went out to eat last week for the first time since March, and uh, that was a drink I had in a pub. And I just cycled six miles out of my way to buy a bottle. Uh, a very reasonably priced, I think, £13 for, I think it was a litre. It might have been 7 But if not, it was a litre. Anyway, mm. adequate. Um, but because I, I've just had some uh, painkillers, I've hurt my foot. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm just on tonic water, no gin. Not, I don't know, is it more boring than tea? I don't know. Yeah, it is. But it is refreshing. Right, so it is, a little bit bit, it is a little bit bitter as well, but I like it. I like as it. It keeps mosquitoes away. Full of tonic water. Yeah. So, um, half the show is about the parks, the other half is not. So, let's start with the half about what's happening in the parks right now. Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor of the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. So, who wants to bring something to the table? I know that you've all got a few stories. I mean, when I say you, I mean everyone except Craig. Um, but does anyone want to go first? I'm happy to go first. Go on then, sir. Um, with a little bit of breaking news, actually, from today. Um, reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge, the DVC unit that was being built in Bay Lake um, on some old unused land, um, has been removed from the D23 blog that was published last year. Oh. Um, so it looks like it's not going ahead. Oh, I mean, I, I did. Did we not say that we thought the DVC stuff would probably be safe from COVID? We well, we definitely spoke about it not long ago. Hmm. They were still to, building on it. They haven't opened a huge amount of the hotels they've got right now, so they no. don't need any more right now. No, but it's but you're selling it, aren't you? Well, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what the score is with DVC properties. I can't no. imagine that there's going to be many people in a position to be able to buy. Yeah, you're going to want to roll over your points as well, aren't you? Yeah. I think you're, I think you're wrong, actually. Um, you know, if you hear what some Americans are saying, that actually they're, they're richer not working than when they were working, working, and maybe they've all saved up enough money to afford DVC. But they haven't sold out Riviera. Yeah, but, you know... Maybe it's just because they don't like Riviera and they feel like the look of this new one. I don't know. I don't. Know. I th- I think their preference is to build at Disneyland. Well, I think they will go. We've got enough DVC at Walt Disney World now. We've got nothing at Disneyland. Yeah, and it well, is a bit odd that actually. 
Yeah. But why would you charge ahead with that anyway? You know? If you knew if you knew it was gonna sell, you would. Yeah, and I think the Disneyland one will. Yeah, I think but I think what you've said is probably true. Like if if they've still got DVC right now that's you know, waiting to be sold and it's it's not, then you know, it kind of suggests that if they build any more, it's going to be the same. Um, they don't want, you know, it, it's like when anyone builds a new development in the UK, right? So, you know, just down the road from, from where I live, they took a load of derelict land and they built new homes and everything like that. They build it expecting it to sell out, you know, quickly within months of it, you know, being put on sale. Um, it, you know that that's that's how these companies work, and Disney's going to be no different. They, when they build DVC, they don't want it sat there for five or six years before you know yeah. it starts to fill up. They want that to start going quite quickly. And if it's if, you know it's not, then well, no. I mean, what from what I've heard, a lot of um, a lot of reselling's been going on. The resale market has kind of exploded, which obviously is also not good news for Disney. I was watching a vlog today and um, 83% of uh, Americans are not planning to go to Disney or they've cancelled their holiday to Disney. Yeah. You know, there's, this, it's catastrophic. So they're going to mothball it, aren't they? It'll come back. It'll get put back on the agenda. It will. And, and maybe the footings are in place or whatever. They've done it before where they've left a building basically derelict and just called it something else and yeah it could become it could be become something else it might not end up being dvc it could just be a regular hotel you you just don't know look as you say look at what happened to pop century yeah Mm. and that was meant to be expanded and got shut down for 9-11 and then ended up being something completely different yeah 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 it's true yeah I suppose it's it's hard to judge right now. I mean, you would think that if hotel occupation is going the way that it is now, that they don't need any more hotel rooms. No. But, you know, maybe. It'll be interesting interesting once the NBA leave and see how the bookings look then. You mean because another hotel is going to be... There's going to be three or four hotels that will mm. be available then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. When, when does the season finish? September? Uh, no, middle of October. Jeez. Now. Yeah. So it's it's not finishing until after the new season should have started. Right. Okay. Right. They're just finishing up the regular season now. And then it goes into the playoffs for the next six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Six or eight weeks. Did they have the All Star game already, or was that? Yeah, no, that was that was back in February. Right. Okay. Well, at least there's not that as well, I suppose. Yeah. Um, although saying that, you know, could you imagine if they'd have held the All Star game at Disney's All Star Sports? <laughs> about time, guys. About time. Um. Cool. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Mister D. Yeah, I mean, sort of on the back of that, um, you know, big cutbacks on Disney's capital expenditure. Not really a surprise, but but huge, $700 million. Um, the quarterly results came up. Um, again, showed this 
showed the scale of the impact. Um, but uh, $3.5 billion impact uh, mm-hmm. across the sort of park segment. Um, so a lot of these changes in plans, you know, are, are unnecessary, I think, just to, just to keep the financials, well, limit the damage on the financials, really. I mean, they did say that the, that the parts were making a positive contribution. So they're now making a positive contribution. So they're kind of covering the costs, I think, but that, that doesn't really kind of tell the whole story, I don't think. Um, when you say positive contribution, though, like they, did they specify? Because, I mean, it could have been to the COVID numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think, I don't think it would have been. It'd be 10 no, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's pre-COVID numbers. I think they're covering their current costs. I think they're having a positive contribution on their current costs, which obviously are significantly less than than pre-COVID. Um, but I suppose it's somewhat positive. Um, however, on the negative side, they've announced that they're going to be cutting back park hours. Um, so again, the crowds just aren't turning up. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about, about DVC, yeah, people might, might want to buy into new DVC, but I would think that DVC, the current DVC rooms are probably under-occupied and people are rolling over their points. And you can roll over your points. Uh, it's three years, isn't it? It's yes. know, last year, this year, and next year. So people have got time to, to use those points up. So um, I would imagine DVC is underutilized in a minute and then probably next year or whenever things get somewhat back to normal, um, they're probably going to be solid, you know, chocker. So I would, I would think the DVC, you know, the new DVC properties will probably come back on the slate. But like PDAB said, you know, they haven't sold up the stock they've got yet. So why would you go rushing into to more expenditure yeah ultimately you'll get the money back and and profit but not for quite some time and i think they're going to need that cash in the business to keep solvent mm. yeah i i i get it I, I i see it um i mean when when this news broke a couple of days ago now about the uh the, the park hours changing in september yeah. Um, if I'm honest, I just thought, welcome to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. That's... Yeah, interestingly, <laughs> next month at Disneyland Paris, they're staying open till 7 and 8 o'clock at night. Uh, next month? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, that's actually late for, late for that time of year, isn't it? It's normally 6 yeah. and 7. So opening up an extra hour. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I just thought, <laughs> that's what we're used to. You know, so, you know, except for those couple of months in the summer where they do open to like 10 o'clock, but, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night, that's kind of when Disneyland Paris closes. So, welcome to our world. But, um, I mean, 3.5 billion, it's, uh, it's a huge hit, right? Yes. And, and do we, do we think, do we think it's purely down to attendance or do we think it might just be a cost saving measure? Because I'm not, I'm not really. What I, the hours? Yeah, I can't. I'm struggling to understand the logic. 
think yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be down to attendance, surely. It has got to be. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, it's kind of like the kicking in the the kicking in the winter hours earlier, really. So, the the assumption will be if you've got fewer parks, fewer guests in the park, wait times will be short. Therefore, you can shorten the day, and everybody will still be okay because you still get on the things that you want to get on. And there are fewer things to get on anyway, you know. So a lot of the shows and, and things like that still haven't started up. Fireworks. No yeah, exactly. No nighttime stuff at all. Yeah. That is the reason why people stay in the park to yeah. the late hours is is to see those spectaculars. And if they're not there, yeah. then people are going to drift away early anyway. What about, know. though, if it's down to the cleaning? What about if the reason why they are... You know, shutting early is because they're finding that the the routine they need to do, like the you know the maintenance on top of the cleaning uh, measures that they've now had to put into place. What if that all kind of adds up? Yeah, and that's the reason be. why. It could be a factor. It certainly it certainly would help with that. But I think it's probably more. I, I feel it's probably more the fact that the crowds aren't there, and they need to they need to trim the hours, trim the costs to suit the crowds that are there, really, which is kind of what they do normally anyway. They're just doing it earlier for, for unusual reasons. What about, though, here's another curveball. What about if it's just a cost-saving measure? What if it's just, you know, we can save ourselves, you know, a million dollars a week if we close the parts two hours early because we, don't, we have to pay staff two hours less? It's all part yeah. of it. It's all linked. Yeah, the, yeah just, the fact that they have let go of staff anyway mm-hmm. is going to leave them shorthanded for the for longer hours. The tickets or the spaces they've put aside for holiday makers to have uh, reservations in the parks because you have to book your, your days, don't you? Yeah. They're not getting used. So they're getting put back out to annual pass holders. So whereas annual pass holders didn't have any availability in the whole of August you've now got lots of availability because people just aren't taking them up on their offer to come to mm. the parks. Mm. And so it- it's, it's something like, well, it's certainly more than 50-50. I think it's 60-40 of Floridians are staying in the hotels. People aren't traveling into Florida mm. at the moment. It's, it's all- also helped by the fact that they're giving discounts to locals. Yeah. And what, yeah. one thing locals don't do is buy armfuls and armfuls of merch. You might go in for a cupcake and get off, mm. or a hot dog with no condiments on, and then get off. But they're not spending money, and they're not staying. He said condiments, Pedo. Yeah, I'm laughing at the fact that I know what he means. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's it, really. I mean, I think if, if they had the crowds, you know, why why wouldn't you keep the parks open for longer? Because the longer they're in the parks, the more money they're spending on merch and food and drink and that sort of thing. But, I don't think they. I don't think they are though. I think uh, what was uh, oh there was, I think it was Tower of Terror ears that got released the other day. I'm sure it was ears and. All I saw was somebody picking up as many as they could have in one go. And the thing is, what you're getting still at the moment, we saw this with Splash Mountain the other week when that, you know, when the parts first reopened. Um, you see it all the time for spirit jerseys. People going 
first thing in the morning, buy a ton of merch, and then bugger off. They've just come down there to make their eBay money uh, and wait for their annual passes to be revoked. I would. If I was local and out of work. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, but but what I'm saying is, Craig, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I mean, I I don't think it's right, but that's not the argument. But, But the point I'm making is, is that what you then get is a lot of people that first thing in the morning go to Disney to buy stuff and then don't stay the rest of the day. Oh yeah, or we'll, be, or we'll be gone by the evening. So the thing is, I just for me, I would have thought the demand is there at the beginning of the day, not towards the end of the day. There's there's plenty of vlogs out there by dinner time, the parks are empty, and you're seeing footage of Main Street with nobody in it at four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. This these are the times we're living in. But it's also, not- as well, like. If you go to, you know, you know this, Craig, you was there last year. If you go to Magic Kingdom in the summer, when you're going there in August, you know, you are, you know, if you was queuing up for rides, if you don't have fast passes for rides, you'd be queuing up for hours to go on attractions. You can't walk in a straight line when Disney is at, you know, August in Disney. You cannot walk in a straight line. No. It's not a pleasurable experience when there's 17 of you all trying to navigate through with wheelchairs and prams and everything it's hard work and um, people now are saying that they are just able to go on whatever attractions they want because of the well crowd on Len tester's recent episode of the disney dish i think it was him and his wife is he married i think it was his wife she did a tour and plan and he didn't he just his got, what his wife his what has he got a wife what you what? saying wife wrong jesus christ craig have you been doing this podcast why would you say wife? Oh, wife. Oh, my God. My, his wife. Right. And That's she did too. a tour and plan, and he didn't. And they both got everything done within minutes of each other. So you don't even need a tour and plan anymore to tour these parks. Ooh. Everything's just a walk on. Ooh. And they're doing these discs. I was watching a vlog today, and she was on the Little Mermaid ride. And they're all standing there watching the cast member cleaning each shell coming through. Literally wiping down the handrail. Spray, wipe, spray, wipe. And once all the shells had gone through on the ride, I don't know how many shells it holds, then they started letting people back on. Right. And it still wasn't a long wait. If, if I was a local, I would be in them parks every day. Because this is the best of times. Well, I mean, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times, right? So yeah, yeah, quote exactly. those chimpanzees with the typewriters. Um, yeah. I actually, no, sorry, it's the best of times. It's the blurst of times. Sorry, I got the quote wrong. Um, but yeah, that, that's the problem. Yes, on the one hand, if you go there now, you're never going to see the parts this empty again in terms of being able to queue for attractions and do all the things that you want to do. But on the other hand, you could get an infectious disease which kills people so it's a bit like a river country all over again right to an extent <laughs> yeah but if you stop testing Tumbleweed. people then covid goes away ah, good point good point yeah it's only it only exists if you test people that's right that's what we've been learning recently um cool thank you for that mr d um 
P-dubs, anything else from you? I guess not. Yeah. P-dubs dead. Is that tea? <laughs> I thought you just vitamins of gold. Yeah. I, thought, I thought I just heard him laugh as well, which is even worse. Um, this ghost. I'm here. I've got for the answer. I've fallen. <laughs> Help me! I'm here. My, my mic is playing up. Don't worry. Um, it's not peaking. That's the main thing. No, no, I've turned that off. I realised what that was. Um, so, uh, just a small story that I thought. It's quite interesting. The People Mover has been down ever since the parks reopened, mm. but wasn't listed as being under refurbishment. Oh. Um, it was having some work done before the parks closed, um, but it was still running. They were doing work to the exterior of the of where it goes through, but they have finally confirmed it is under refurbishment now. Um, apparently, what was the big secret then? I don't know. Um, Do you think, I'm going to guess now, Paul, sorry. I think it's getting a, a Tron overlay. <laughs> I, I, I think it's going, honestly. I'm going to get hate for it, but I think it's closing. But didn't one of them have a Tron overlay once? Uh, the Magic Kingdom one in... Uh, oh... I'm sure it's Disneyland because I heard the yeah, podcast yeah. talking yes. about it. It yeah, was it recently was, I heard about it. I think, uh, if, if I recall, I think it might have been Diz Down Under I heard it on. Um, yes. And yeah. it's, got a, it's got them tunnels of blackness. It'd be dead easy to, to project a Tron overlay on all that malarkey. Right well, that's next what to I the, did. That's what exactly, I did back in the day. Yeah. Right next to the brand new Tron coaster. Boom. Only thing Boom. is, it's officially going to have been down for three months. <laughs> There's no way an overlay like that is going to take three months. Yeah, but it was closed for because of COVID, and no one was allowed to work on it. Well, they shut Stitcher's Great Escape, haven't they? Yep, mm. that's gone. That's Finally. gone. That's been and it goes, up it goes through years. that though, doesn't it? So yeah, but it's been there, it's so. pretty much been closed anyway. They were yeah. doing meet and greets in there for the last year, so it's not like there's been anything to see anyway. Yeah, the no. attraction itself hasn't been working. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll be surprised. Well, I know. Got to remember, this, out, is a, but... this is a ride that's 65 years old. Yeah. That's, to be fair, pretty pathetic. Oh, that is. Yeah, but you don't go to Disney to ride on the People Mover. I know some people love it, but... I'm sorry, you don't you don't go to a theme park to sit on a ride that goes two miles an hour. Well, 65. if that's under threat, then you've got to think the other things under threat as well. The great big beautiful tomorrow. Sixty-five years, and what, it, what else did you describe it as? P dubs. Pathetic. Yeah, sixty-five years and pathetic. That's actually how my daughter referred to me not that long ago. <laughs> uh, she always gets my age wrong. Uh, normally, it's not like that, but. I, know I don't it's see sad, them taking but... out anything, though. I can't, no, I can't see... money on new attractions. I don't want to take out existing attractions, unless unless they have to, because, you know, it could well, I think it's probably else. getting to that stage that it's probably too old to repair. Yeah, possibly. Maybe, maybe they're just making new parts, because wasn't the escalator knackered, the travelator going up to it? 
and I, all the big fat Americans were all kicking off because they had to walk up it. I mean, look, what well, form of Americans are available? We live, we live in a time when you can own a 3D printer. I don't think there's any such case scenario now where you can turn around and say we can't repair it because we can't make we can't buy the bit for it. You just make one. Uh, so I'm not I'm not having it. I, it's a bit like Country Bear Jamboree, right? In that it's old. No one really likes it. You you might do it on occasion. Um, I think the People Mover is more beloved than that. And I just can't, I can't see right now why they would close it down. I just I, I, think, I think with it's the things, the changes that are coming. I think, I think, Tomorrowland. I'm not, I'm not saying I can't see it going at all or ever. Um, no. I think it has got limited time left, but I think right now, not really the time because Miss Dean, as you said, like. They're not spending money. They, you know, they've got they've got they've got projects they've got to finish. They've got to finish uh, Guardians. They've got to finish Tron. Um, they've got to do a makeover, a complete rehaul of Splash Mountain, and rethink that area possibly as well. They are not going to be throwing any more money at anything else that they don't need to. So yeah. the people mover will be there until Disney kind of recovers from this current situation. It hasn't completely stopped them. Closing what was at Disneyland, and that still sits there completely closed 30 years later. And rocket rods, it might yep. be a health, it might be a health and safety issue where somebody's come along and said, Are you absolutely taking the mic here? Why hasn't this been shut 10 years ago? You know, it might, P Dabs might have nailed it. I just find it strange that they're going to close it. It's been closed, obviously, for this first month they're open. It's not reopening until at least November. It is closed until the 31st of October. And I I don't see how anything on that would need to be closed for that long. Mm. Yeah, but like, just to give you a reminder here, and look, I want this to be true because I want this to be the Disney version of Universal's Third Gate, which we... Uh, announced five years ago, and we're still waiting for the green light for it to actually be, ta- you know, happening. Um, but how long was the Disney Railroad closed at Disneyland Paris? Yeah, but that's Paris. It doesn't matter. Like, it took them three that- years to build Ratatouille. Right, and they've done it eighteen months in in Orlando. Yeah, but you know. Look, the fact is, like, they didn't need a massive overhaul either, and yet that took almost three years. So, you know, look what what podcast me and Paul recorded two podcasts back to back the other day, didn't we? Yeah. And joking, we said um, Halloween Horror Nights will be cancelled in between us releasing these two podcasts, and it was. So, in true Disney Parks and Beyond fashion, they'll announce the closure uh, about twenty minutes after we've released this episode. The good news is this episode's not going out publicly until late Tuesday. So we're looking from worse. Well, no, because November the first, the patrons will the patrons will get it timely. It's a public one. (laughs) (laughs) Pays to be a Patreon. That's new slogan. The public do me adding. I only love patrons now. Yes, we are ruled by you. You, Um, right? This is a story that I I picked up on which I thought was quite interesting. And it kind of blurs the lines between 
Disney parks and beyond, really. Um, because uh, there's an article here about um, bringing Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party to your home. I think a lot of people are upset with the fact that, um, you know, the, the event's not taking place this year. Have they actually announced? Because Disneyland Paris announced that their Halloween season is taking place, but it won't have the usual event. So it will be more dressed up and there'll be more character meet and greets, socially distance meet and greets. But have Disney World announced what they're doing? Are they Are they still dressing it up for Halloween or...? They've not confirmed anything. Yeah, they've launched some merch, I think. We should know any day now, to be fair, because we were at Mickey's Not So Scary um, mid-August last year. Yeah. So you should start seeing the pumpkins going up any day now, really. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've Although, just not seen anything announced about it. Yeah, they might cut it. They might cut it back to neither of the time, which they should anyway. Um, you know, because oh, there's no, Mr. Day. Well, you know, there's no parties there, so they they dressed it up for the parties, but there's no parties. So why why would you why would you dress the park up in August for Halloween if you, you know if you haven't got any parties going? You know what? I honestly thought that the most mm-hmm. controversial thing we'd hear on this podcast episode was P-Dub telling the world that the People Mover is uh, useless. Uh, old, pathetic, and dead now. Like dead. it's never going to reopen. I thought yeah. that was going to be the most controversial thing we heard. And then yeah. here After you stumble in, grandmaster um, controversy. <laughs> so. Grandmaster we, PD. Dot, dot, we, dot. we need to put a poll on Twitter. <clears throat> yeah, grave soonest Pam. Yeah, X. We'll leave. We'll leave Pim. Craig to do the uh, the polls as he's our social media guru. But. um yeah, I mean, come on, Mister D. Look, if I if I had if I took over parks uh, operations for, mm-hmm. for the Walt Disney Company, I think I'd leave the ha- Halloween decorations up all year round, including Christmas. That's a fantastic idea. Just leave the Christmas decorations and the Halloween decorations up at the same time. Just leave them all together. <laughs> Tinsel pumpkins. Yeah, Pretty much the same thing. Anyway, turn them all on. Turn Just have on, a Halloween land and a Christmas land. Yeah, like, like Nightmare Before Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get with yeah. it, Disney. Get with mm-hmm. the beat. So uh, there's an article on Inside the Magic. Um, it gives you some hints and tips about ways that you can bring Mickey's Not So Scary um, to your home, including links to um, YouTube videos where they have like the, the mashup soundtracks that you would find in the Disney parks during the parties. So uh, if you're missing it tremendously this year because you're not going to be able to go, then, you know, that's, that's worth a look, surely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, any more park news uh, not not park news but uh, must do Disney has been taken off the TV screens in the hotel rooms Stacy has gone at least temporarily hopefully it's only temporarily yeah well I, I think I'm pretty sure it's been gone since they reopened yeah so if that's the case then yeah uh, yeah. I, I think I think that kind of makes sense because some of the stuff that she's talking about isn't isn't open fireworks and things like that. So it's kind of must do, but you can't do Disney. So makes sense to take it off, but hopefully she'll come back again. Those were kind of family staples. We were getting ready in the morning in the hotel room, and she was she was doing a 
it's quite quotable. There's lots of little funny quotes. So I hope Stacey comes back again. Stacey J. Aswad, I believe. Aswad, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you're listening, come on as a yeah. guest. Yeah, come on, Stacey. Yeah. Tell us what's Change going on. Tell us, tell us what we must do. Yeah. Put on yeah. a different voice. No. We'll give you anonymity. <laughs> I don't know how I'll do that, but still, okay. Do, 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 do. Um, Last thing I wanted to kind of mention was, um, just because I know some people absolutely love these things, is that there is a new Haunted Mansion Spirit jersey. Comes in two and, flavors. And Crocs. God. All right, let's Haunted talk about the Spirit jersey. Crocs. Let's talk about the, the Spirit jersey first, because it, you, you, it will lead in to the crocs so um these spirit jerseys have the uh the pattern of the haunted mansion wallpaper in them um but they're not purple spirit jerseys they're kind of black and the the pattern is kind of like a gray color um each of the spirit jerseys has either walk disney world or disneyland resort on the back and it glows in the dark So, as Mr. D said, uh, Crocs, which have saved my life today. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I must have like pla- uh, plantar fasciitis or whatever it's called because uh, I couldn't put any weight on on one of my feet. It, I got like a sharp pain, and um, it said wear something with a wide fitting like Crocs, and put the Crocs on, and I could walk around. And you took your trolley out shopping in your Crocs. My uh, I, I rode my bike in my Crocs and went shopping. What do you socks on? Because no, 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 I wear socks with Crocs. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, because I'm 37, I'm married, and therefore I don't give a what anyone thinks I look like. Um, I'm all about the comfort. But uh, Crocs uh, have launched uh, a new range in Disney. Their haunted mansion. They are purple. They have got the proper wallpaper pattern on them. And just like the spirit jersey, they do glow in the dark. I don't know when anyone would be in a position to wear Crocs in the dark. So I'm not sure, but put, put they the do. bins out. Yeah, uh, I do mine early in the morning. So no. But, you know, if, if people do that at night, if they're not... Can we get these spirit jersey things in the UK? So um, <laughs> these ones are listed on shopdisney.com. It, there is no mention on if they are going to be on the UK website. As uh, P-Dubs Laughter told you, uh, we normally, for some bizarre reason, sell the Disneyland, or have the Disneyland version for sale in the UK. Uh, we've seen that with a few of the recent releases. So the answer is who knows. And I do know that they they did announce that the uh, Hocus Pocus spirit jersey for this year is going to be uh, available in the UK. So there is every chance that this one will make it over there as well. What but is a no spirit jersey? Um, it's, it's basically a, a thicker long sleeve t-shirt. As long as it's got something written across the shoulders... It's a spirit jersey. I think I think the reason why it's called a spirit jersey, Mr. Lucas, is because it's normally things that they would wear 
uh, to sporting events, um, normally school sporting events, to kind of support the team and stuff. Uh, uh, I believe that's that's what it is. Of course, Can't they do them as hoodies? There are a few. Well, um, they'll be they'll be hoodies then, won't they? Not spirit jerseys. That's just a silly name. Your <laughs> Craig's a silly name. What's your point? Oh, I hate my name. If the listeners want to send in an email with a new name for me, I'll forever be known as that new name. Rupert. Ooh, that's <sighs> tempting. Could have some fun with that one, listeners. Yeah. Hey, Tams Lucas. <laughs> Tams. Katie Lucas. I know a Katie Lucas. Right, anyway, enough about that. Um, I think that's it for the part news. So let's take a walk over and see what's happening outside of the parks. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Do we want to start with um, what I'd say is the big news story since we last recorded? Uh, Only you would say it's the biggest news story. Mm. Well, I think you've got completely confused then because I am talking, of course, about Mulan. Wow, okay. Um, I think it's a huge news story because this is the kind of thing that has real potential serious repercussions um, going forward. So, um, I think it raises more questions, but so I'll let you start. Okay, okay. So uh, at the last earnings call, when um, you know we've already talked about some of the things that came out of the earnings call, such as uh, the losses that the theme parks have been making and bits and pieces like that, um, they finally decided to to do something about Mulan, and what they announced was that it's going to be available from the fourth of September. Um, it's not going to be put on Disney Plus as it stands it will be an upcharge of $29.99. That's dollars. Um, now, it, I, it, I'm still not completely clear on this because what they seem to suggest was if a country had enough operating theatres or cinemas, Mulan would get a cinema release and therefore would not be sold in that country as part mm. of this solution. But then I've seen other places or other articles mention that if Disney Plus is available in that region, then that is how they're going to set it. So I don't think it's particularly clear. I do know, you know, we know that this is definitely going to be happening in America. But some European countries are still acting as if it's going to get a full-on cinema release. Um, So is that. And where I think it gets dangerous for me I mean, Universal did this a few months ago, obviously, with Trolls World Tour. Uh, Warner Brothers did the same thing um, with Scoob. And they charged, uh, I think, about $15, $16. Or was it $20? Something like that. It was £15 in the UK. Might, might have been $20. 
um, and that was for a 48-hour rental. This $29.99 charge is going to be um, obviously a one-off charge, but it will be available to you as long as you have an active Disney Plus subscription. So you, unlike with those films, you do have to be a subscriber to Disney Plus to be able to get this deal. And then if you sign up for a month and then cancel, um, even if you paid your $29.99, you will then not be able to view it until you you know, become a subscriber again. And even that in itself isn't clear because it doesn't actually say what happens if you stop having Disney+. Plus. So let's just say you buy it in September and in, in November, because The Mandalorian's been delayed a month or something, you decide I'm not paying for that month because there's nothing else I want to watch on there. Um, do you lose the rights to view Mulan when you restart your subscription? It doesn't, it's not very clear on that. So um, I, I'm just, um, I, I, at first I, I didn't think it was too bad, but the more I think about it, the, the worse I think it is because, you know, when films come out to buy and you get it from iTunes or, or wherever it's, it's yours, you know, for years. Um, you don't get it for life. That's the one thing I hate about any digital purchases is that, you know, at any time the, the license rights might expire. And, you know, really when you buy something on, on digital, you are buying it for a period of time. It doesn't specify how long that period it is, but you know, if iTunes went under or something, you'd lose everything that you, you owned. So, it kind of follows that model, but it's the fact that you have to have a Disney Plus subscription as well as. So if you if you weren't a subscriber, uh, for you to get Mulan in September would cost you $37. And so tax. this is my thinking, right? I think this is, yes, a necessity, but it's also an experiment. I think Disney get 100% of that money yep. from the person paying that $30. Whereas, and I think Cat and Lewis or Lewis on this movie podcast the other day implied if a family of four are going to the pictures to watch Mulan on the lease day uh, with the popcorn and the, and the drinks and the hot dogs, you're talking $100, $120. Where Disney aren't getting 100% of that money, they're getting the portion of that money. I don't know what the portion is. You'll know more than me. But I think this is a test because cinema going will not be going back to normal. It might come back. Well, it will come back, but it won't be full capacity for a long time. And I think this is a test to see whether there's going to be enough people like me who would rather sit in my own house and watch it on my telly in relative safety than go out and drop a hundred dollars and run the risk of catching COVID off a seat or, or something. But it's going to have to be on Disney plus eventually. Well, that's the next question, right? So I buy this on day release. When does this movie, when do I lose my $30 worth of $30? If you know what I mean? When did he say, right? Mulan's now just on Disney plus. The I believe the traditional release window as it currently stands is 12 weeks. 
So therefore, if you're buying Mulan for $30, you're, you can only realistically expect to own it while you've got an active Disney Plus service for 12 weeks. Yeah. And then after that, it just becomes part of the service. That, that's another thing that hasn't really been answered. Yeah. Are they, you know, are they going to be doing this with everything. I like the model. I like the model of um, you've got to hire Disney Plus if you want to see um, Hamilton, for example. And didn't they have to sign up for so long before they could see it? No, they took away the free 30 or free yes, week or whatever yes, it was. Yes, that's what they did, yeah. They yeah. took away the free um, thing, which, again, I haven't got a problem with. Um, this, this is raising so many questions because we all know that two minutes after this film drops into the um, internet for everybody to watch on Disney+, Plus, it'll also be pirated in full HD and be available to the whole of the world to watch for free. So yeah. this is the very fine balancing act. This is revolutionising cinema and, and movies. It really is. And movies are made to be shown on film. On, on sorry, on film, on cinemas, IMAX, big screens. You do get a, a compromised version of the movie on your telly more often than not. Do you not? Yeah, unless you've got the latest, you know, greatest TV. Yeah, you know the then, director or whoever it is who makes the film is in some you know shooting it in IMAX and all this palaver and there's stuff going on all over the screen that you might not even see on the telly. So you may as well just make stuff for iPhone at this point, which is what Queeby is, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Um, yeah, I, I mean, they're saying this is a one-off. And it's a one-off because of the unusual situation. You know, they've got Soul coming out. They've got... Um, What's the Black superhero Widow. one that's being delayed? Black, Black Widow. No, no. You... Oh, New Mutants. No, New Mutants. Is it? The Indispensables? The Incontinence? Teenagers with superpowers or something? New Mutants, third time. Is it the New Mutants? That doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, it's new musicians. Well, I read something interesting on about that because me and P Dubs, especially, have have spoken about why we thought it was going to go to streaming first. And apparently, when Disney bought the the you know bought Fox away, um, they had written into that that every film that was either in production or was in post production would have to have a cinema release. It couldn't go straight to streaming. So that's the reason why P-Dubs, it hasn't appeared on Hulu or Disney+. Plus. Put it in one cinema for one day. Yeah, the, well. I don't know if anyone remembers the chain of shops Eisenhower, but that used to be their business model. All their clothes would be 70% off because there'd be one shop where they sold one item of clothing at 70% a higher price for 10 days, and that meant legally all the other shops could claim it was 70% off. Um yeah, I don't know what the, the terms were to how big the release had to be, but that is why New Mutants is going to the cinema still um, and not straight to streaming. Um, but I don't think it will, you know, I think it will have a limited release. Yeah. Um, See, my, my feeling with this, what Disney are doing, I think they've just gone, do you know what? We're just going to do it once. 
we're going to prove that it doesn't work. And then we will go back to how we have been. I don't think this will last. It's why they're saying, oh, we're definitely not putting Black Widow on there. I, I think, I think I Craig's got a, a bit of an argument, though. I think you asked a question earlier, Craig, and I didn't answer it. I, th- I think the first week, the first weekend, they get something like 70 or 80% of the box office receipts. Okay. And then uh, every weekend after that, it goes down to about 30%. Like it might be 17, then 30, or 18, then 30. It's, some, it's something like that. But either way, like the first weekend is important because that's when they get to see most of the revenue. And then after that, it's it's mainly the cinema that gets the revenue for showing the films. So, um, you know, what, what you could find is that at, 30, at $30 a head, which is the price of about, on average, two cinema tickets in the States, um, because they're getting 100% of that profit, like you say, because there's no cut being diverse anywhere else, um, you know, it might be really successful. I will call out Lewis, though. Bless you, Lewis. I love you, man. Um, but I was listening to Disney Under yesterday, and you said that Mulan was going to be a billion-dollar film if it came out of the cinema. There is no way that film was going <laughs> to make a billion dollars. Um, and I say that with love. But I know the live-action Disney films have generally been quite big hits, but you've got to remember, like, Beauty and the Beast was a hugely popular film. The Jungle Book was a beloved film. The Lion King was a huge financial uh, hit, as well as being a beloved film. Um, They all broke those kind of records. Mulan was one of the Disney films that flopped. Um, That was the start of the decline in the late 90s of, of the Disney films. Like that film has never been that popular. And then you've taken out the most popular element of it. Then you add in the controversy about the actress playing Mulan uh, and her comments about the uh, people of Hong Kong and all the controversy that stirred up. Yeah, I mean, this film was never going to make a billion dollars. So don't worry about that. But Disney have got to make... uh, I don't know. I, I think the budget was about $150 million. So they're looking... They need to make about four fifty to break even uh, back. That's a lot of people to buy that on on Disney Plus, and it'll be interesting to see how it does. You know, Trolls did really well for Universal; um, was was very successful. Uh, I think, I think uh, it made like seventy million dollars that opening weekend in in buys. But you have to sell a lot of those. You have to get lots of people buying Mulan to make that kind of money. And so, I think Black Widow will be an even harder sell. I don't. I don't think doing it to Black Widow would be the worst thing they could do. Yeah. Because if you know, as a, I think this experiment could fail, and if it does, and they did the same with Black Widow, that would be their argument that ah, look, female-led superhero movies don't sell. Yeah. And that's that's not a good message. So, and, I, and I, I don't think that would have done a billion either. Oh no, that would have been mid tier Marvel. Yeah, it um, would have been around the Ant Man's and the Doctor Strange figures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a film that wasn't needed to move um, the story on. Really, I know I why they're doing it because they want to keep a Black Widow character in the 
yeah, and, I, and the I framework, but I think it's great. I think it's got its purpose. I do think it's got its purpose, and also like Black Widow should have had her film a long time ago. Oh, I'll I'll love it and I'll watch it, um, but it didn't need making. Need the Toy Story Four. Signed. No, it didn't. I've still never seen it. Um, there's re- you know, she's rumored to have signed up for more films. Now we're going into Doctor Strange and all that palaver. Mm. Multiverse and all that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But, um, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's just big news. I mean, cinema chains aren't going to be happy. They were waiting for a big new release to come out. Obviously, Tenant got delayed as well. Um, and that, that is definitely a film you are not going to be seeing sold straight to uh, video on demand. There is no way. Chris Nolan will, will have a watertight contract to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's another film that's been pulled out from under the, the cinema chains. They're struggling. Um, you know, I know, I know a few people that have gone back to cinemas to watch some of the classics that they've re-released, but not many. I've not been back. I've, my, my cinema pass is still valid. I've not been back since it's opened. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go back until Bill and Ted comes out at the end of the month, at the earliest. That's coming on video on demand as well. I might, I might just buy that and sod walking down the road to watch it at the cinema. This, this could be a big game changer. Or, as P-Dub says, it could be a massive flop. Isn't, Bla- I mean, going back to Black Widow, all the stuff, the other MCU stuff that's coming out onto Disney Plus. I know some of it's finished film and some of it hasn't. Some of it's nearly finished, whatever. But isn't all hasn't Black Widow got to come out to move the story on as well? No, no. not at all. No, no. It's a prequel. No, I know that. But so, why aren't they bringing forward some of the Marvel stuff? Because they're not finished. Not finished at none, all. None of them are finished. Okay. And in fact, if anything, they're going to get pushed. Well, they're all going to have different haircuts in it and everything, aren't they? The Most of them wear wigs anyway. Well, yeah. You mean like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode one? Where his hair changes throughout. See? Yeah. Oh, yeah, to... lots of reshoots of that film. And he, he went off and started filming something else in between. There's videos of him with multiple different haircuts as they do it. There's a video of him having his hair shaved yeah. and then extensions put in and all sorts of things. Yep. Nice. Gets a little bit smaller, gets a little bit bigger, and his hair does as well. So, uh, interesting. Um, we'll find out what happens on September the 4th. Um, it'd be interesting to see. You know, quite often with, um, with streaming, like if you look at Netflix and stuff like that, they've they normally keep their cards quite close to their chest, don't they? Yeah. What I've noticed about anything that's involves streaming of any kind, people don't like to be very vocal about how successful it is. Take Unless podcasting. You <laughs> but take podcasting. Everyone I talk to, oh yeah, we get massive numbers. No one ever wants to tell you what those numbers are. No. We will. You ask us, we'll tell you. We used to. Don't you remember? We every every episode yeah, yeah. we used to we used to give an update, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the other streaming news? Big Disney streaming news. 
has that been talked about on a podcast? I don't know. What, no, because it was only last week. Star. This star. I, I, you know what? I've, I've actually seen very little about it. There's very little said about it. It was just in the conference call that right. they were launching it. Yeah. I did. That's all I knew. Did I miss a, did I miss a press release or something? No, that was it. They just said that this is where we're going to put Fox, ABC, FX. Oh, this is where Ryan was going to throw his toys out the pram, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, Ryan can be Ryan is quickly becoming uh, the Matt Damon of this podcast. Matt Damon. <laughs> no, I don't mean that Matt Damon. I mean uh, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, oh, we had Matt Damon, but we've run out of time. Um, or, the, or the Boston of this podcast? Uh, no. Well, that sounded a bit catty, didn't I? I didn't mean it. I love Boston. Right. We all uh, love but, Boston. But, but Ryan... We all but love Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. But Ryan did want to talk about head. this. Yeah, he's got a weird shape. But Ryan did want to talk about this. He wanted to argue about this because... Yeah, yeah. We've talked before... Um, I think actually when we had Jim Hill on, we was talking about this, about the fact that, um, and may have been around New Mutants, I can't remember, but we were talking about the fact that, um, oh no, we were talking about the Fox Library, the fact that, you know, yeah. Disney now have access to things like Predator and Alien. Um, and I know where uh, to put them. Yeah, basically. Uh, but in the US, that's, that kind of stuff's on Hulu. Um, Hulu is an American streaming service. I think it's available in a couple of other countries as well. And Canada have got it. Well, I, I kind of classed. I know. I know they're not the yeah. same, but there's a the there's a version of it which is kind of linked to this new one in India called Hotstar. Right. Okay. Um, and I think I'm sure Hulu launched somewhere else as well. Possibly Spain. Okay. I've got a feeling in Spain may have got it. But Hulu was was kind of like a, a streaming service that was uh, well, it got bought in. It, a few companies bought into it. So NBC were a part owner. Fox was a part owner. Uh, Disney had some involvement in it. Um, obviously, as things are changed, you know, Disney Plus launched, and then uh, NBC went and launched uh, Peacock, um, their streaming service. So they've all kind of going to do their own separate things, but. The difference with uh, with Hulu was it was a Disney product that wasn't branded to Disney, so they could show things that they wouldn't show on Disney Plus. So uh, I think early on when Disney Plus was announced, they uh, they made an announcement that there was going to be a high fidelity TV series, yeah. <clears throat> and that was supposed to be made for Disney Plus, and in the end ended up being on Hulu. Free, yeah. Uh... So you know. That was because that was obviously a little bit too racy for it, um, and yeah, I suppose if they if they do launch uh, Star, if that's what they're going to call it, and that's going to be the kind of more grown up, non Disney branded platform, that means that they can then put on all of those franchises that they can't put on Disney Plus. Now, I'll tell you what annoys me about Disney Plus and P Dubs. I don't know if you've noticed this. I've got different profiles set up. So I've got a kid's profile. I've got a couple of kid's profiles, yeah. one for each. Uh, and then we've got the main kind of uh, family account. And nothing's nothing's over 12A or PG-13 on Disney+. Right. Plus. So the only thing that happens when you've got a kid's account is it limits it to, I think, anything that's 
uh, five and under. Yeah. Something stupid like that. So there's a lot of PG content that's not available on a kid's profile, which is just ridiculous. So, Including his animation for some bizarre reason. Yep. Can't get his animation on a kid's profile. Yeah, there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of things that, you, that should be available on a kid's profile that, that isn't. So the kids' profiles are almost completely ridiculous, if you ask me. Um, you know, you should be able to choose what's on a kid's profile if you're going to do that. But anyway, so this now gives them an outlet to, to do it. Um, now, you know, Ryan believes that it should all be one product. Um, that's why it's not going to be one product, because if it's Disney branded, they don't want anything on there that's, that's over 12A or PG-13. That's it. I mean, Netflix... Have only in the last couple of months put password protection on profiles. I, st- I haven't got password protection on my profiles. You can turn it on. It's only four digits, so it's not the greatest. Right, um, it's just a pin code. Pin code, yeah. So while you run the risk of like either of my girls that when the you know on a child's profile they can just come out and and sign in as me on Netflix. Um, there's no need to put in a new password or that. just change profile. So that's why Ryan's argument falls on its arse every single time. Mm. Because while little Johnny, who's five, can come out of Johnny's account and go into Daddy's account and then be sitting there watching Predator or whatever, it's not going to happen. And I mean, I don't know what the pricing is, but I know in the States you can buy, you know, you can add on Hulu to your Disney plus subscription and you can add ESPN to it as well. Um, so, you know, I'm guessing it will be the same with star, um, yeah. as well. Yeah. I assume so. But I, I, I'm not that bothered, you know, unless they're like, you know, star was like 30 quid a month or something. I don't really see what the problem is. And it won't be, they said it's going to be basically the same as Disney plus. Yeah. Same. Same system, same everything. So no, I, I, I've got, I've had Netflix since it first launched in the UK. So I, I can't remember when that was 2010, 2011, something like that. I've never cancelled it. Um, actually, I cancelled it for two days, but it's just so I could change the billing date. Um, but um, in all my time, I've you know since I had it, I've kept it because it was relatively cheap. I didn't spend 80 quid a month on Sky or anything like that. So for me, affording Netflix or Amazon Prime or anything like that, any of those extras didn't really bother me because I wasn't paying that much for my TV anyway. And more and more people are cutting the court. You know, you did P-dubs. Yeah. You got rid of a load of stuff. Uh, Craig, I think, attempted to, but failed miserably. Um, You know, people are... Being married. (laughs) <laughs> people are cutting down on services and stuff like that, which means that they've got more money to spend on, on these different streaming services and still end up paying less and getting more for their money. Um, so, you know, they've got look, one set of device, though. Yeah. What's that got to do well, Since Disney Plus come out, my, my Netflix watching has suffered. And since you've introduced me to Amazon Prime shows... My Disney Plus viewing has suffered. You know, it's we're getting to a point now where it's not suffering. It's not suffering. I'll tell you why it's not suffering. 
It's not. And I'll tell you why. Because if there was stuff on Disney Plus that you needed to watch, you'd be watching it right now. But you're not because it's not. There's not that. There's nothing there. You've watched all the stuff you want to watch. Today's I'm an Agent Carter with my wife. Right. So you are watching Disney Plus then? Oh, I yeah. I use Disney Plus every single day. So what are you moaning about then? I'm moaning because. I like the way you started to defend yourself and then just disappeared. <laughs> Brilliant. It's going to be another stream. Um, people call and like to own things after they call all of them at once. No, well, actually, Craig, you're wrong. I mean, you, we only heard about 10 seconds of what you said there for the last two minutes, but you're wrong. And the reason I say that is because Disney are going to stop uh, releasing 4K HD Blu-rays. Again, so shots he's saying nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought a Blu-ray for freaking five years. There you go. So what are you moaning about then? What like, you can't turn around and say people people want to own stuff when you're saying that you don't buy anything yourself. Because you're virtually owning it now by paying a monthly fee. So I've got the I own the entire collection of what Netflix is showing. Mm. And you don't want to cancel. Well, we'll, we'll assume we know what Craig said there. Yeah. Um, anything else on, on that subject so about... You can't be bothered to cancel. Stuff you can watch. Right? I don't know what's happening, Craig. Right. Um, anything... Uh, was there anything else to do with streaming that you wanted to mention? No. Fair enough. Um, I've got a story that kind of links in, though. Go on. It's something that's come out today. So, um, Walt Disney Television has renamed all its studios again. Right. So, uh, 20th Century Fox Television is now just 20th Television Studios. So, the Fox has been removed. Yeah, well, that, yeah, I guess that was yep. expected. Um, they have also merged ABC Studios and ABC Signature Studios. Didn't so that is now just ABC Signature. Okay. The big one, though, is Fox 21 TV Studios has been renamed Touchstone Television. Huh. <laughs> A studio that was defunct 13 years ago. Yeah, but everyone likes Touchstone. So, yeah. The, so, uh, that's not a bad thing. The studio was uh, closed down in 2007. And has now been reopened. Taken into a Fox studio. Can we remember what the last Touchstone release was? Uh, I can tell you the last one that was worked television-wise was uh, Grey's Anatomy. They're still going, isn't it? Yeah, and that moved to ABC. Ah, right. Sorry, I get you. But right. yeah, touch, the last thing Touchstone produced was Grey's Anatomy as a TV series. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, to follow on from that, this is not. This is about studios, but not not TV production studios necessarily. But Marvel Studios. Um, it looks like that we're going to get work continuing on the uh, the Marvel shows for Disney Plus next month. So that's, well, three of them. Uh, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki and Hawkeye. Yeah, which Hawkeye, nobody was even aware, was anywhere close to filming. Why? 
because they've not cast it. I thought, had they not announced Hayley Steinfeld? No. As far as everybody's aware, she's still contracted to Apple. Yeah, but she can work on two shows, surely. Tom. Why? It was in a contract that she was only allowed to work for one streaming company. Jesus Christ, Apple were desperate. Yep, so they were having to try and work around it. So Hmm. they're still not confirmed that she's actually playing the part. Hang on, isn't Chris Evans on an Apple TV show as well? Yep. Uh Uh-oh. Guess who ain't going to be in the Falcon of Winter Soldier? (laughs) Yeah, I think he's done. I don't think he's going to be in it. Unless they replaced him with our Chris Evans. (laughs) Ginger Cap. Yeah, Ginger although he's, 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 he didn't get outed as like a bit of a sex pest, so maybe yeah. Um, and allegedly, allegedly outed as a sex pest. Um, still continuing on the uh, Disney Plus vibe and Marvel, though. Right? Have you heard this story, P Dubs, about X Men: The Animated Series? Yes. Yes. So, what uh, in the blue hell is this about? So. We interviewed the two showrunners on uh, back when we were still striped before we became Biff Pal Bam. Um, <laughs> they talked about possibly talking to Disney, but they were like, "Oh, nothing will come of it. We'll never, we'll never do anything with these these characters again. We're done." Um, but yeah, this week they've come out and said that they're in talks again to uh, bring back the X Men animated series for Disney Plus. I mean, X-Men, the animated series, started in 92, if I remember yep. correctly. And it ended, I think, 96 or 97, yep. around that time. So we're talking almost, well, let, let's just say they greenlight it, right? By the time that they actually get to show any episodes, it will have been 30 years since it started. Yeah. Now, I... The X-Men cartoon series, I can't... It wasn't the first superhero cartoon I ever saw. Um, I grew up watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends and uh, Banana Man, if that counts. <laughs> I think they got shown in America. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, so I, you know, I, I was familiar with those characters anyway. But X-Men, the animated series, when that started... I mean, that was the thing that really got me interested in comics. Um, and, and the weird thing is, didn't it start within weeks of Batman? Yeah. Which stylistically is obviously uh, a more impressive cartoon. But I think X-Men was, was a better... They, they, were both, they were both good. They were both good. But my heart was with X-Men. Um, the X-Men told some of the great comic book stories and told them well yeah I mean exactly I done a far better job of the Phoenix storyline well I was going to say I think I think I mentioned it when I reviewed um, oh god what was that last X-Men film Dark Phoenix Dark Phoenix Um, when I went to see that last year at the cinema I said that you know in almost six hours of films they've done a worse job than the X-Men cartoon did in five hours of animated yeah. content. It might not be, it was probably less than that. Actually. I think it was only five or six episodes that arc, but um, they told that story perfectly. And, and like you say, they told lots of good stories on that show. Um, 
So I, I'm not, I'm not against it coming back. I'm just surprised. Um, and to be honest, if it did come back, it's going to come back in some kind of crappy animation, isn't it? Probably. It's not going to be all nicely hand drawn like it used to be. Well, no, Disney doesn't allow hand drawn, do they? No. <laughs> so that would be my my disappointment. Is is how they'd make it look. But um, but you know, I'd, I'd be happy. You know, if if that's how Disney want to bring X Men back to the the masses, then I'm all for it. To be honest, I think it'd be good to do a, a, a bit of a reboot yeah. in that regard before doing more movies. Because I know that you know the excitement that Disney now own it means that uh, you know they could restart the films and there was talk about who could you know play the new kind of cast of x-men but i'd be quite happy with a cartoon and also you know what that means bring back hugh jackman <laughs> yeah uh, on that note i posted uh, to the guys over at Beth pub i'm earlier um the a rumor about casting for an x-men um, one character, one that could possibly pop up in a Spider-Man film. Um, I'm not sure whether it's for that or not, but uh, apparently they're in talks with Shy of the Beef to play Iceman. In what? In X-Men. What, a new film? Yeah. Because I did hear a rumour about um... Oh What's his name? Oh, uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah. His name completely escaped me. It was just all jumbled up. When I was trying to look at his name in my head, all I kept seeing was Dick Van Dyke's name in the, at the end of Mary Poppins <laughs> with the letters jumping around. So his name doesn't make any sense. Um, but there were rumours of, of Taron Egerton being eyed up to be Wolverine. Yeah. But I so don't know how serious that was. There's multiple rumours. I'm just looking now. So there's a few of the few stories saying about Iceman, but apparently 21 hours ago he was also rumored to be playing Moon Knight, <laughs> which that that can't be right. Isn't Moon Knight being played by um, John Snow? It was, no, he's playing Black Knight. Originally, the rumors for Moon Knight was Daniel Radcliffe. Really? Yeah. Because he's meant to be split personalities. What's that mean? That's the, the character of split personality. So they thought that Daniel Radcliffe has played some really bizarre characters over the last few years. Yeah, like Harry Potter and that corpse in that film. <laughs> the farting corpse, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the title of the film, by the way. That was no. uh, Swiss Army Man. Yeah. But he did play a farting corpse. It was like a, a modern uh, reimagining of uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. And then um, there was horns as well, wasn't there? There was horns, yes. Ooh. So that's why they were looking at Daniel Radcliffe, and I can understand that because he is, you got to be honest, he is a little bit strange. Um, I think he's, I think he's brilliant. Whenever I see him being interviewed and stuff, I think he comes across as a right, like nice yeah. bloke. Yeah. But he does. I, I think he had. I think he did the smart thing. Right. Yeah. He played one of the most iconic characters in recent cinema history in Harry Potter. Yeah. He was a bit of a vanilla character, let's be honest. And he's gone right don't want to do big films anymore i'm just gonna do a load of quirky shit and yeah. that's what he's done yeah so yeah fair play, Not fair play to him. exactly got to move out mm. from that role um all right look, let's talk about the elephant in the room uh, the last story i wanted to bring to the table uh, and we did talk about dumbo it. two dumbo yeah. right hang on a second 
Why did you just mention Dumbo too? Because <laughs> you said that one in the room. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I've taken exception to that is because um, I thought for my new project, I interviewed Tom Tuck for a future episode and um, he obviously had a keen eye on the Disney straight to DVD sequels. And I just happened to mention in an outtake um, the fact that, you know, whatever happened to Dumbo 2 and he hadn't heard of it. I'm not, I I didn't make this up, did I? There was a Dumbo 2 being developed. Yeah, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was like a teaser trailer on one of the anniversary DVDs. Yeah. But they never made it. Um, anyway, Dumbo Team might electric, be... Electric Boogaloo. Of course. Mm. Pink Elephant Boogaloo. Um, this isn't this isn't Dumbo 2. It's not even a sequel. It's a trequel, if that's a thing. Or threequel. Um, because we did talk about it previously. Uh, Tron 3. More rumours of it. I, I, I think it's happening now. It, it still hasn't been officially announced, but... Th- there's too many rumours going on right now uh, about it. Um, but uh, Jared Leto is still attached. I believe Daft Punk is still attached. But um, they've announced that Gareth Davis is in the frame to be the director for the third film. Yeah. Uh, now, I didn't know who Gar- uh, Gareth Davis... Uh, sorry, Garth Davis was, is. Um, he directed Lion... Now, I never saw Lion. I wanted to. I never got around to seeing it. It looks nothing like Tron. No, it's not. In fact, this is. it says it's going to be his first major... Uh, this is here, big budget project, but I'd have called it a 10-pole release. Um, That's what I've said in a couple of articles. What, big budget? Or? T- no, 10-pole. Well, because that's, that's, that's how I'd refer to it anyway. Um, yeah, so it looks like they've they've now got a director for it um so it looks like joe kinski's out um what that means for how they're going to do it i've got no idea is this going to be a a like third film in the series is this going to be a reboot some of the uh people that have seen ideas for scripts are talking about the fact that it's not going to be a direct sequel so yeah who knows <laughs> basically Ooh. but it does look like it's happening jared leto is a producer on it yeah so he is he's going nowhere um if this project goes ahead he will be a part of it as i said um, to you guys i don't think it would have got made if he wasn't attached to it i, I think he seems to have right. a passion for it well when did when did he first get attached to this was it about three years ago now two years yeah. ago you know, it's picked up steam in the last couple of months, but the rumour of him being involved is not new, is it? No. So I think you're right. And look, I I've got no I've got no interest in Jared Leto at all. Um I've seen him in a couple of things that I've I've thought he was he's been alright in. I've seen some stuff, you know, he's Joker, for example, absolute garbage. Um don't like his music. Um but at the same, saying that, anyone that's passionate about something and wants to, like you know, make something of it, I'll give them. I'll give them time to do it because people don't invest that much time and energy into something if they don't want to do something good with it. 
So I could be completely wrong here. You know, maybe it's good that he's involved. And like you said, if he wasn't involved, would it be taking place at all? Um, I still think Disney are mad if they don't go through this, considering they're building a bloody roller coaster for it. Yeah. I mean, not for this, Ooh. but you know, the franchise as a whole, right? Um, so yeah, I suppose time will tell. But I would imagine a, a decision will be made on that pretty soon. I think a decision will be made after Morbius. If he can lead a film like that, if it crashes and burns, then I think they might walk away. But mm. I don't think it will. I think that's the sort of character he likes playing. Yeah. Especially Maybe. if they link it to the Spider-Man films, which from the trailer it looks like they are. When, when was that Morbius film coming out? Mm, early next year, I think. Right. Because they'd finished. Yeah. Yeah, because it's due out in the summer, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm. I mean, to be fair, it looks all right. I mean, it looked better than Venom. Yeah. In terms of like what they did with the character. Yeah. So I wasn't offended by it. Um, and yeah, look, it, <laughs> that Joker, was. everything was wrong with that Joker. Yeah. I don't know whose decision it was to design him the way that they did and, and everything, but it was all, and I, from what I understand as well, he wasn't happy with it. No. Oh, they, they more or less mute, uh, mutilated the part. Right. It, apparently he there's there's probably 45 minutes worth of footage that was meant to be in the film of him. Don't they just cut? Do we think the eye cut though is going to be any good? No. No. Same as I don't think the Schneider cut is going to be any good. I, I'm, I'm with you, though. I, I, I actually don't think Justice League was that bad. It was all right. It was, uh, obviously, there was bits that weren't, ro- weren't right, but that's <laughs> what happens good. when you've got two different films. Because yeah. you've got one the director that's filmed half of it and another director that's done, done the other half. It's never going to make a coherent film. Made more sense than Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> but anything with uh, Tom Hardy, well, we've already proven tonight that Tom Hardy's a bit of a film killer. <laughs> so hey, look, look, I, I, look, if you wanna, if you wanna say Venom was a comedy, uh, which is what I did, I, I saw it as some kind of liar liar style superhero romp. Then it ticked the boxes. If you wanted to see a film about the comic book villain. Uh, Venom, then you're out of luck. But yeah, you know, if you like the comedy, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I mean, obviously, I'm I'm semi excited. Um, would I have liked a Tron three with um, Kitty Murphy and Garrett Headland and Jeff Bridges back and Olivia Wilde, of course? Yes. Uh, will I take another film in the Tron universe, even with Jared Leto? Yeah. Um, I just I just want them to, you know, either do something with it or kid it off. Yeah. Just stop messing me around. <laughs> stop messing the franchise around. There you go. Um, when you look at it, really, that this is the first attraction that's been based in a Disney park based on a film that was a flop. 
So they've got to do something with it. It wasn't a flop. It just didn't do Avatar money. Honestly, man, if you if you look at how it did in comparison to Disney's live action output of the last decade, just over that now, um, it was either the, like the first or second gro- uh, highest grossing. Yeah, and but then they didn't make rides based on those films. The lights were done. <laughs> but they didn't. Well, they didn't. Yeah. I mean, look, look. I was the f- I was the first person that. Uh, was surprised when Shanghai announced they're doing a Tron coaster. <laughs> I was probably the only Tron fan that was like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? But, you know, maybe it's because they realise that you, you can make a good film, uh, you can make a good ride out of it. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that was the reasoning behind Splash Mountain, right? Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> it's some, was of the, like... some of the South is problematic, but God, it would make a good ride. Yeah. We'll cover it up. People won't care. And now we're 30 years down the line and people do care. Yeah. I think they care for a while. I think they just yeah. find clots on. Um, right. Was there anything else that we not missed out me. on? Mr. Not D? for me. No, not for me. Fair enough. Well, in that case, uh, Craig has got stuck in a well. So mm. I'm going to send Skippy out to go and rescue him. Uh, but thank you for joining us and uh, thank you for downloading this episode. And if you haven't, uh, please subscribe, like, uh, write an iTunes review. We haven't checked those for a while. So who knows? We might have some good ones. We might have some negative ones. Always good to find out. Um, and also look out for my new Disney podcast, Diz Is Your Life, which is out later this week as well. Um, and we will see you in a couple of weeks for another episode of this. And... I think our Patreon episode, which is Paul, is Ghosts of Buckley Hall. Ghosts of Buckley Hall um, will be recorded uh, and released within the next week or so. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. Um, you've seen it, Craig's seen it. Um, I'm going to watch it this week. Uh, very quick summary, non spoilery, P Dubs. Uh, I was all right for a. 80s fair to be honest only 90s it wasn't wasn't too bad I've got plenty of notes so it at least kept my concentration well if that doesn't sell some patrons god knows Mm -hmm. what will so (laughs) we will see you on another episode very soon bye bye here we go This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.